Hello, everybody. You are listening to episode 18 of Hotter Than Health. I lied. You're listening to episode 19 of Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and most importantly, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what your conference call is, then I'm sure you will by the end of this episode. Awesome. My name is Eliza Gelman. I am the creator of Hotter Than Health, uh, the brand, the podcast. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness. Feel free to go take a follow. Always posting videos of workouts and different meals, facts about health, nutrition, just tips and tricks and all those good things, and then just some hilarious shit along the way. So give it a follow, Eliza G underscore fitness, as well as the Eliza G Fitness Facebook page. Awesome. Just wanted to say a really special shout out to everyone who has been listening to the podcast and tuning in on a weekly basis. I know that I'm a day late this week, but it's only because I knew that I wasn't going to put on a quality product last night and I set aside time in my day today to do it because I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more energetic today. I, um, I honestly, I just wasn't feeling good yesterday. I didn't get home until like nine, woke up super early and I know it's an excuse. Here we are excuses, but, um, I knew I would get it done today, so just wanted to say thank you guys for continuing to listen. Your support means everything, and it makes me super happy to know that people were asking about the podcast and asking when it was going to be out and where was it this week. So you guys are the best. Always make sure you go on to iTunes or SoundCloud or to your podcast app on wherever you're listening and leave a review, leave a comment, like the podcast, however you want to do it. And um, I'm always checking those and looking at them and it makes me feel really good. So let's get into it today. It's not going to be a super long episode, but it is going to be high quality. I know I posted on my Instagram kind of a tidbit of what we were going to be talking about. And I know I mentioned we were going to be talking about walnuts, a couple of little holiday tips and tricks, and kind of get a pivot a little bit and segue into talking a, a small amount about skin and birth control. This has been on the forefront of my mind for the past few months, maybe even six months, but um, finally some notable changes that I can actually talk about and just wanted to share a little bit of that. I know that a strong majority of my listeners here are female, so if you guys have ever had any type of um, you know, skin, health, weight gain, uh, you know, feminine issue, uh, sexy, then this is going to be super pertinent to you. And dudes, if you are dating a girl who's on birth control, who has complained about any of these issues, listen up and um, take notes because you're going to sound like a fucking genius. So let's get into it. I know that I said it on a couple of previous podcasts that walnuts are the new avocado toast. They are the new kale. They are the new hot food. They're the new chia seed. I'm telling you. They are higher in calories, but screw it, so are Oreos, and it's not like you guys have stopped eating any of those, am I right? So what I'm looking at here is a little bit of information on walnuts, and yes, they are higher in calories, so you'll get like 150 to 200 calories per handful. I mean, like se- it says seven walnuts is around 183 calories. It's, um, that seems a little too specific for me, so I'm going to get a little bit more vague on that, but... It is a super high fat content, and then um, the fiber isn't as high as I would like it to be, but it's got four grams of protein just in those uh, like seven whole walnuts, and you know what a walnut looks like. It's got this meaty, 
brain looking body and it's got a meaty texture too. It kind of looks like a little almond that has like baby ball nut sacks all over it. And, um, they come in these huge cases and you crack them open. It's great. Um, you have them and they have like this buttery texture. They really don't have a whole lot of flavor. Sometimes you might get one that tastes slightly bitter because of the skin, but once you rinse them, rinse them off, or you can even roast them or, um, put a little bit of cinnamon and sea salt or whatever you want to do to them. Or I usually just eat them plain. They're amazing for you. And I wanted to go over some of the benefits because I know that there are a lot of people who kind of get sick of want, who get sick of almonds or who, um, you know, want to mix up their salads and put something crunchy on their salads or they, you know, they're just wanting to try something different. And maybe you're not really a foodie and maybe you have a tough time getting your calories in, or maybe you have a tough time getting in some omega threes and you're not wanting to eat, you know, salmon all the time or take a supplement, whatever it may be. The walnuts are such an amazing superfood because I genuinely think that Anything with high antioxidants is super important for us. So we talked about this in previous episodes. Antioxidants, they they fight free radicals in your body. They help eliminate and reduce oxidation, which is basically just like the aging effects of your cells and the wear and tear that our cells go through on a daily basis. So walnuts are a good part of our diet and they're a really great little nut to add in because they are, you know, super rich in antioxidants. So they'll help repair those cells and, um, also provide you with omega threes, which most of us are deficient in anyways. And I know I struggle to get in enough. Um, I try and have like chia seeds and flax seeds and walnuts, but on days that I don't, you know, I, I, it, that is something that I like to prioritize and that's going to help with skin. That's going to help with wrinkles and aging. Those omega-3s are going to be so amazing for that youthful look. It's going to help with joint relief. It's going to help with so many different things. Um, obviously feel free to look up more information on antioxidants in, uh, and omega-3s just after this podcast. But yeah, so if you're looking at uh, omega threes, just from a plant-based perspective, you know, you don't have to go and take a fish oil pill and get, uh, all those fish burps. You know how I remember, uh, this brings up a memory. So when I was in high school, my mom used to, you know, wake us up in the morning. She had this amazing breakfast prepared. She was so fucking awesome. She would always have like this hot, beautiful, gorgeous breakfast. She would wake up early to do it for us. We did not deserve her. She's in, un- unreal. And, um, so she would have, a vitamin for us for after our meal and then a fish oil pill for us after our meal. And I just remember taking those. I, if I ate a multivitamin on an empty stomach, I would puke on the way to school. Um, because you shouldn't eat a multivitamin on an empty stomach. It's just don't do it. Um, I don't have science behind that. It's just don't fucking do it. So I would do that. And then I would take this fish oil supplement and I was like, "Mm, this is so good. Just had my omelet or just had my oatmeal or had whatever. And I would go to school and then probably an hour after I ate breakfast, I would get these gnarly burps. And I just remember not knowing for a month or two what was happening. And this is when I started realizing like, girl, you have got to be more present. You have got to understand what you're putting in your body because I was belching fish burps in my classes. And we know that, you know, it's, it sucks to be the annoying person in class or the dumb person in class. You know, what sucks even worse is to be the stinky girl in class. And I, it was like, I would burp and I would taste crab cakes. And for like a month or two, 
I would breathe out this burp and it would uh, just penetrate all the walls in the room. Everyone around me could smell it. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, that stinks. Oh my God. Who is that? And it was me. It was my burps and it was the fish oil burps. So do yourself a favor. Um, switch to a plant-based source of omega-3s which are walnuts and do yourself and everyone around you a favor and don't burp up crab cakes into people's faces. Cool. Um, walnuts are also, you know, great for omega threes, which helps reduce like heart disease and joint pain and different things like that. But the one that I really wanted to touch on is that it is plant-based omega three high fat. They're beautiful. Um, with the omega threes, that's also going to help since that is like a higher natural, good fat to eat, kind of like the good fats like avocado and hemp seeds and chia seeds, things like that, hummus. Um, It's great for inflammation. So if you are adding in, uh, this is one of those anti-inflammatory inflammatory foods that I think maybe I talked about in our anti-inflammatory episode, which you can scroll back to. I think it's episode 17 or uh, I think it's 17. So if you take a look at that, then I list some other anti-inflammatory foods. But walnuts are great at decreasing inflammation. So that's when I said, you know, it's good for joint pain. It's good for um, helping prevent chronic diseases. It's good for digestion. So when your body is not inflamed, and I know I made this analogy in past podcasts. So if you have a bunch of inflammation in your body, then picture an American Ninja Warrior trying to get through one of their obstacle courses and just having a shit ton of obstacles coming at them at all points. And when you the, consider those obstacles, inflammation, um, the American Ninja Warrior, which is your cells and you know your blood flow, all that good stuff inside your body, they're trying to combat all this inflammation. So make it easy on your cells, make it easy on your body and your organs and everything that you have to process inside your body, make it easy on that and get rid of some of that inflammation. You're basically taking away some of those obstacles in there. That way your body is going to work more optimally and it's going to absorb food better. It's going to um, increase your energy sources. It's going to help your regularity. It'll help everything. And um, that's that's super important, especially if you are uh, an athlete. Like I like to make sure joint health is on point because I'm working out all the time and you know I'm not like an Olympic lifter, but I do like to lift heavy weights. I like to push my body in ways that, you know, I I don't, I like to do it often enough where I want my recovery time to be optimal. And I want to go have a great workout, be sore for like a day, but not too sore. And then be able to get back into it that very next day, maybe working on a different muscle group. So if you're struggling with joint issues, or if you're having a tough time recovering quickly, then increasing the amount of anti-inflammatories in your diet is going to be monumental. Um, you know, I know that not everyone is going to change their diet and cut out meat or dairy or things like that. And I haven't 100% cut out anything, but I can tell that my recovery time from workouts and sleep even is unbelievable. Like um, I can have the craziest workout ever and be, you know, I can feel it the next day, but it is nowhere compared to what it used to be when I, like if I did leg day at the gym, I couldn't fucking sit down the next day. And that just is not the way that I want to keep living my life. So um, I, my recovery time is amazing. And I do contribute a lot of that to getting rid of a lot of inflammatory foods. But if you're not there yet, then maybe adding in some anti-inflammatory foods is going to be a good way to um, 
start that journey or just, you know, add some healthy, uh, some healthy stuff to your diet. It's great for promoting. This is what was cool to me because as we talk about the morning conference call, which is basically your daily dump, let's just get down to it. Um, I'm quoting on here from healthline, uh, com because I'm in front of my computer trying to record this podcast very professional. And it says, studies suggest that if your gut is rich in health-promoting bacteria and other microbes, which is your gut microbiota is actually what it's called, uh, you're more likely to have a healthy gut and good overall health. An an unhealthy composition of your butt, oh my God, of your microbiota can contribute to inflammation and disease in your gut and elsewhere in the body, increasing your risk of obesity, heart disease, and cancer. So when we're trying to influence our gut and get on a regular pooping schedule, which is so important, you need to be pooping every day or at least, at least every other day. Um, sometimes our caloric intake is not high enough to, uh, maybe need to go every single day. But if you have like a fairly regular amount of calories coming in, you should be going to the bathroom every day. And making sure that you're listening to that previous podcast where we talk about the shapes of poops, the smells, the colors, all that good stuff, and make sure everything is all good to go. So eating walnuts might be a good way to go ahead and help support your gut. Um, Add those in. I'm telling you, nothing hurts, especially if you're talking about poop. Um, With the antioxidants, I'm not going to touch too much on this, but it has been said to... um, reduce some risks of cancers, especially because it's that anti-inflammatory and your body is able to fight uh, infection and cancer cells a little bit more easily because it's not dealing with all that inflammation. Get it? So um, it also has been said to reduce your appetite cravings. And I am not going to really go into this because this is not about weight loss, but if you are trying to um, fill up, you're on the go, you want to have a handful of walnuts, it will help suppress your appetite. It's not going to spike your insulin. And I think that that's a big part of it because it's not, it's more of a neutral food and it's a high source of fat, a little bit of protein and some good carbs in there. So it's a well-balanced food. There's no sugars in it. So I think that that's going to be really helpful for, uh, not spiking your insulin, not giving you that crash and crave later on in the day. And then just looking at some of my other notes, um, if you're struggling with blood pressure, it's great for that because again, not insulin spiking and, um, it's a great way to get your healthy calories in without adding in a bunch of oils or a bunch of, um, really heavy dairy or anything like that. So, um, yeah, those are, those are some of the main key benefits that I wanted to talk about. Um, the biggest one that spoke to me obviously is the anti-inflammation, which helps with everything also the omega-3s. And the reason that that was important to me, cue segue, is because I have been, as you guys know, I've talked about on other podcasts, struggling so bad for the past probably two years with my skin. And it's gotten even worse since I moved to Charleston. It's just so humid. I am, I guess my body is just having a tough time adapting. I'm doing my best to, you know, control that and keep my face as clean as possible without over drying or over moisturizing and just trying to find that balance because it's just gotten to the point where I'm super self-conscious about it. I don't like talking about it. I don't like to be around people if I'm breaking out. Like it's just shitty. But so that brings me to my my next topic when we're talking about birth control and skin and things like that. So 
probably it was the week before Thanksgiving. I had been waiting to do this for months. I've been talking about it, wanting to get it done for months and months and months, and I've really been struggling with it. Um, so I had an IUD, which is a intrauterine device, which is a form of birth control. And convenience-wise and lifestyle-wise, it was amazing. It's It was everything that I wanted. I did not have to deal with it. I didn't really have heavy periods on it. It lasted for three years. They like put it inside of you. It's not a big deal. Uh, the removal, the removal of it was done in four seconds. It was nothing. It was so easy. I took one deep breath and I was done. But so the reason why I got that removed was partially due to the breakouts that I had been having. And if you're a girl and you've struggled with any kind of breakout, you know, that breakouts occur in different parts of your body and your face based on different based on different factors. So for my situation, I had really bad hormonal acne and I'm not saying that it's gone by any means, but I have noticed a slight difference and that's where I'm getting with this. I have struggled with acne like around my jawline, slightly up my cheeks a little bit, um, more so just on my chin and it really sucks. It is, at, you know, it's right around your mouth. It makes you look gr- like I feel sometimes like I look dirty, even though I'm completely clean. My face is clean. I have makeup on, you know, I'm fully done up, but it just makes you feel, you know, a little bit gross. And I hate saying that. And I know it's not a big deal to some people. And if you're hearing this and you don't suffer with big acne problems and you like you have one pimple like every other week, then I, it's tough to understand and grasp. But if you have struggled with any type of hormonal acne, you know that it's it's fucking debilitating and it's awful. Um, so either way, uh, those are just some mental things that trying to cope with. Not fun, but it happens. So that was one of the main reasons why I got the IUD removed because I knew that I had done everything that I could, including diet, lifestyle, getting more sleep, upping my greens, upping my antioxidants, being as healthy as I could, drinking, you know, more than a liter of water every single day, doing my very best to lower my cortisol levels and try and balance my hormones naturally. Um, and I knew that the hormones that were being delivered through the IUD just locally in my uterus, that was enough to say, okay, I've tried everything that I can think of that's within my control. Um, I've also tried like topical things from dermatologists, like prescription stuff. It's not fun. And I'm sick of wasting money on bullshit that, you know, might not work. And if it does work, then it's not sustainable. So I finally got it removed the week before Thanksgiving. And I I don't want to sound dramatic and I don't want to sound like some hippy dippy whatever. As soon as I got that removed, and I mean the instant it left my body, I I sighed. I genuinely had a overwhelming, just pour over sense of relief and levity. I chest bumped and high fived my gynecologist. I'm not exaggerating. She's my girl. Thank you, Karen. You're the best. Low country OBGYN, not sponsored. Hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. So it was incredible. She was amazing. She answered all of my questions. Um, I've also, you know, working in the fitness industry, wearing leggings all the time, that environment down there, you want to keep it as great as possible. And when you feel like something is off down there, then something is off. And it's 
it, it just changes your whole mood. If you're already not feeling, you know, hotter than health or super confident and then something down there happens or your hormones are off or your skin is off, then you are not the same person. I'm telling you, you will work optimally if you try and balance your hormones naturally. And that's what I'm trying to do now. Um, I'm not saying everyone get off birth control. If the IUD is working for you and you haven't had any issues, um, then that's totally fine. Then, And if you're on the pill and that's working for you, this is not like me saying get off birth control, but that was a reason why I got off. And I've been doing more research on, you know, what might work for me? Do I need to go onto a copper IUD? But then I think there's no hormones in those, but you know, do I want a foreign object inside of my body? Was my body reacting just to the fact that I had something in there that I didn't, my body was like, get out. This is not normal. This is not natural. This is something that we don't need. And it was trying to like get it out and, or just tell me that I didn't need it. So that was one reason why I got it out. And since I got it out, my breakouts, I want to say that they have gotten better. They are not perfect. I still like actively have some happening on my face. My scarring is pretty bad, which makes it look like my breakouts are really bad. But like, if you touch my face, my face is smooth, but uh, in a lot of areas, but the scarring on it makes it look like, you know, it's pretty fucked up, but I'm hopefully going to get some facials soon and do some like laser therapy treatment and get some of the scarring to go down, which I'm super pumped about. But, um, you know, and this might not last, this may be something that is only affecting me and, um, balancing out briefly. And then it could all, shit could hit the fan next week. Guys, I don't know. My, my, I think my hormones are just kind of finding their natural state right now. It's been almost a month and I'm feeling really good. I don't feel like I've been moody. The week after I got my IUD out, my boobs were huge. When I say huge, I mean like full, full B as opposed to just a B. So exciting. Not very voluptuous over here, but working on it. Um, anyway, so like boobs were great. Skin was great. Everything was looking good. Feeling super hot. My pheromones were on another level. And um, either way, so I'm like more neutral right now. And boobs have kind of gone down a little, not gone down, but they're back to their normal what have yous. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still confident and I'm still happy with the decision that I made. If anyone has any info on this and you're like a naturopathic gynecologist or hormone specialist or anything like that, and you have any recommendations or advice or testimonies, that would be unbelievable. That'd be really great. So I want to end the podcast on that high note and just let you guys know that there are still things that are in your control that maybe you haven't thought about. And if you struggled with any of these issues or if you've had any like feminine issues down there that keep acting up, which I know a lot of people do and they just don't talk about it because like pooping, it's just not something fun to talk about. So like talking about yeast infections or UTIs or like whatever kind of um, bacterial fun fun stuff you have going on down there that you need help with. Um, I'm not saying that like I can help you, but I'm saying that there are certain things that maybe certain avenues that you could explore that might help you get some answers without just taking a bunch of antibiotics or, um, feeling uncomfortable is really like the main thing. And whoa, I don't want this podcast to take a turn, um, down South. And I mean that literally, cause all we've been doing is talking about vaginas. Great, great, great. So done talking about 
lady parts and back to just wanting to say thank you so, so, so much for listening. Um, wanted to end with a quick topic and I, I'm reaching over to my book, The Daily Stoic. I know that I read about it and I talk about it all the time. I'm obsessed with it. And I wanted to leave you guys with one special reading that I read just this morning that really impacted me and I loved. Um, And then I'll leave you with one like measurable tip trick to do just throughout the week and throughout your holidays because it is Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. And here we go. It says, the cards that were dealt. Think of the life that you've lived until now as if it was over and as a dead man. See what's left as a bonus and live it according to nature. Instead of denying our fear of death, let's make it make us the best people that we can be today. So I love that. It was saying how, um, you know, we can think of the end or death or of our life as something that is scary and fleeting and sad and vulnerable, or we can let it liberate us. We can choose to channel those words. We can choose to take every single day and say, how do I want to be remembered? What kind of you know, mental legacy do I want to leave behind for these people? If you're passing someone in the grocery store and they saw your obituary the next day and, you know, they said, oh man, sucks for that guy who died, but, you know, he cut me off in the parking lot. What a dick. So be stoic. Don't rush your days just because you're trying to make it to an appointment. You're trying to make it to a meeting. I understand that you want to respect people's times, but if something happens that's a little bit out of your control, just let it ride. Do not dwell on it. Do not let it affect the next part of your day. You will be just fine. And you know, you don't need to let the fear of, you know, any risks or life, the hand that you're dealt, don't let that control your attitude. And I thought that that was really powerful. And here's my measurable tip of the week. Other than, you know, waking up, drinking your 32 ounces of room temperature water and your hot water with lemon and pink Himalayan sea salt, I would highly recommend throughout your holiday season, I would recommend adding in, um, here's the thing, you're going to be getting probably enough fats and enough carbs, but try and find other sources of protein because normally the protein that we're getting from meats over the holidays might not be the highest quality. If it's coming from like ham, it's going to be super rich in sodium. It's also just coming from a pig and that makes that sucks. Um, so if you're doing like salmon or if you're doing chicken, try and opt for an option with maybe some quinoa or opt for an option with a handful of nuts maybe or black beans, something that is anti-inflammatory but also um, is a good source of protein that will fill you up but will also um, – it won't clog up your digestion you will feel fine two hours later and you'll also, you just won't feel as heavy. So that's my challenge to you over the holiday seasons. I will be recording one more short episode next week on, let's see, on Tuesday or Monday night. Um, feel free to ask questions and always send them to me over Instagram or Facebook or send me a text message. Totally fine. I'd love to hear from you all. Make sure you go follow Hotter Than Health, um, the podcast, subscribe, like, Leave us a review. 
And um, go follow us on Instagram at underscore Eliza G underscore fitness. This was Hotter Than Health, episode 19. Love you all so much, and thank you for listening. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.